Welcome to It's a Good Life podcast, where it's all about helping entrepreneurs think, feel, and do better. Here's your host, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you, and welcome to It's a Good Life. Today, I have a guest who's going to help you think, feel, and do better for sure. His name is Mark Verstegen, and Mark has been in the world of performance, health performance that leads to business performance, that leads to life performance for decades. He's the president and founder of Exos and also the performance director for the National Players Association in the NFL. Mark is going to help us talk today about the natural bridge between doing those daily activities to having a healthy body, mind, and ultimately a business. We're so excited to have Mark and I have a lot of people in common, and yet this is our first broadcast together. Probably won't be our last. Mark, I'm glad we finally got a chance to meet. Uh, Delighted to have you on the program today. Brian, super honored. Yeah, our circles have continued to cross and I'm also passionate about a lot of your your teachings and definitely the shared core values. Yeah. Just absolutely honored to be here and with this audience because it resonates with me so much. You bet. Well, we got a bunch of real doers. We have hundreds of thousands of people who've sorted themselves out. They want to think, they want to do, and they want to be. And so... They're perfect for you because you're all about action and you got a great mind. And you have this amazing background from helping German soccer teams to Olympic athletes to NFL players. Your Exos company helps corporations help people totally transform their lives and ultimately their careers. But before we dive into that, I'd love you to give us a little background where you grew up and what influenced what you're doing today. Yeah, well, Brian, I appreciate the accolades, but the first thing you'll know about Exos is we are passionate that greatness is a team sport. Mm. We have about 4,000 teammates globally, and we are one team, and that's the only way we've been able to accomplish what we have in the service of others. And that just brings me great joy. But outside of that, like it all starts, and I think with this group, I'll share a couple different things I normally wouldn't. First of all, my father was a high school principal and teacher. My mother was a teacher and student teacher. And I'll tell you, to come from that and the youngest of five, I think you really get instilled with a values-driven life, a purpose-driven life, Mm. and also learning a lot from those around you, probably like with your beautiful family, right? Everybody's watching one another. They're kind of learning along the process. But what I wanted to share with this group was, this is a group of entrepreneurs, and you talk about doers, and we talk about them as performers, Mm-hmm. there's just people who want to be a little better tomorrow than they are today. And mm-hmm. there are people are driven by competitive. There are people that are driven because they're passionate about the cause, passionate about this path. And there's others that, like you said, are sorting it out and are aspiring. Mm-hmm. And that's why I so love this group and you know who they can influence. Well, I was one of those people that people like you and the people like this audience influence. I was the youngest of my two brothers, oldest brothers went to the Air Force Academy. Mm. Where'd you grow up, Mark? What town did you grow up in? Northwest of Seattle, Washington, a little town called Squim. Okay, I've been to Squim. Squimming, yes, the lavender capital of North America. <laughs> my brothers had both gone off to the academy. Um, wow. My oldest sister is a, a business ethics professor or you know, head chair at uh, San Diego State, actually, and lives there in Carlsbad. Nice. Uh, corporate governance and special lady. And my other sister is also in the business So I learned a lot from watching them, but it also was a single line that dad threw out to me. The older brothers went off um, to the academies and I was nine years old and I had to mow the lawn. It was like an acre and a quarter, push mower, couldn't even start it. Dad taught me how. Then he took about three steps away, comes back, shuts the mower off and said, son, 
if you ever want to get odd jobs around the neighborhood to mow lawns, you can use my mower and I'll even pay for your gas mm. and push the mower. So if I fast forward four years later, by age 11, I had written a page and a half business plan to take a forward on my allowance, knowing what my brothers and sisters were currently getting by kind of their age category and responsibilities, told mom and dad I'd like to take that money up front so that I could actually buy a commercial riding lawnmower and start my lawn mowing business. I bought a nice riding lawnmower and I got some really great big contracts, even back like in the early 80s, making $25, $30 an hour. And I also had a lot of time to think. Mm -hmm. And uh, ultimately, I was waiting for it. Dad would have to drive me around, drop me off. And you know this with your family. You and your wife are probably busy all the time. And ultimately, we're filling up about 15 gallons of gas every week, two weeks. And Dad finally looks at me and said, son, you can afford to start buying your own fuel. And I looked at him, I was waiting for that question my whole entire time sitting on that mower and pushing mowers. And I said, dad, that was the foundation of my business plan. Once I got the CapEx, my OpEx was covered and it's just my time. <laughs> the only reason I share that story is because you make a difference every day by investing in our future performance. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's the smallest statement. It's the smallest acts. Mm -hmm. And if you guys do nothing more, it'll make the world a better place. But I also love it when it comes from people with the goodness um, of all aspects of their life. And I'm just deeply appreciative for that. So did that. So I started high school sports, collegiate sports, career injury at Washington State. What was your primary sport? American football, believe it <laughs> or not. Yeah. So I played for uh, at Washington State, career injury, undergrad in three and a half years, and this mm. crazy world of exercise science and nutrition I was huge into, master's. Uh, University of Idaho, nutrition, movement, and you start seeing this formulation of mindset, nutrition, movement, recovery, and really bridging the gap in this continuum of care that we all experience at some point in our life, regardless of where you find or define yourself as a performer in sport, in work, or in life. And that's mm -hmm. pretty much a path through Georgia Tech during the Olympics, pretty much a path of starting, I work for uh, IMG and Mark McCormick, Right. It's now IMG Academies and helped create all that and then moved out uh, with Amy to the West Coast 20 years ago. Wow. And IMG at the time, I mean, that was revolutionary. It revolutionized the whole world of sports. And you were at the forefront of that. And there's the great parts of that. And then there's also the factory part of that. Couldn't agree right? more. That turns uh, sometimes young people into little robots who end up getting burned out and hate what they do and how they do it after a period of time because they don't have this full balance. And again, I'm not blaming IMG. There's been a lot of knockoffs of them over the years, but it's the people who push for the rounding of the individual. And it works with kids, but it also works with adults. And I know that's a big part of what you're doing at Exos. Talk a little bit about Exos because you moved out. You're in Arizona today, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. What is the mission of Exos? What brought about the founding of this organization? Yeah, well, I mean, I think the summary of it is to truly understand and upgrade lives. But we do that by igniting the hero in each one of us, mm -hmm. finding who we are and what our purpose is here. And how do we continue to kind of ignite that superpower for others is really where Exos has lived. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, it was for calling all performers. It wasn't just athletes yep. and female, male athletes. It was about calling all performers. And that's what led to our growth and having this amazing heritage in sport. Like you mentioned, I think we average about half the first round of the NFL draft, mm -hmm. the second round of the NFL draft, the third round, first picks overall, you know, 1,200, 
plus players, but we do the same thing globally in soccer. And we do the same thing if we're a country in the Olympics, we would have placed fourth and or sixth and eighth in the last few Olympics, not even a target market. Just working with athletes. Just we're working with athletes, but that's our test pit. That's as you said, yeah. you know, that's our formula one. And you really learn out on these boundaries. We learn by also meeting these toughest environments of the world for the tactical world and special operations and those types of things. And we do run a nonprofit called the Eagle Fund, which has seen over a thousand men and women who said that they wouldn't return to duty. And yet we have over 95% success rate. So you kind of look at those elements as the, these real extremes. Mm-hmm. But our main focus is really calling all performers is around we support 30% of, as you said in the introduction, the Fortune 100 companies. And I think mm-hmm. when you start to look at that and the populations that we have access to in sports and in tactical, you have seven to 15 support staff really for every one performer. Mm-hmm. And I know you, I know our listeners. Um, you're already caring for a family of six, you care up, you care down, and then you talk about your family. And then this close friend circle, that's seven to 15 plus plus. We haven't even talked about your work responsibilities mm-hmm. yet. We don't have this internal support team right. to help listen to us, to help formulate our game plans. And that's what I know you're so passionate about in the good life. And that's really what we do. And we start not from the outside in, but really from the inside out. To your earlier statement around like IMG, Brian, you're an N of one. I think everybody in this audience would say you're an N of one. And I'd make the argument that every single person in this audience is also an N of one. And if we've learned anything at these extreme ends, Mm -hmm. every person is a unique person. And we seek to understand who's living inside the body and then game plan from there. And, you know, again, as you talk about N of one, like there's a dynamic here where you're dealing. Here's the Olympic athletes. You know, you guys would have finished as a country at a very high rate with all the medals your athletes performed at. Here's the NFL, huge percentage of those guys who are getting drafted have worked with your organization. Here's German soccer, Alex Morgan, all these different people you guys have worked with. And then here's the special up who are in the military who are doing these extreme things, who you've been able to rehabilitate back in and 95% of them go back to work. The average ordinary person, which by the way, we are both those guys, but no longer live average ordinary lives. But the average ordinary person goes, those are those God-blessed people with these supernatural talents, <laughs> seven foot tall, can jump 30 feet, yeah. or here's the people in the Navy SEALs or whatever, supernatural people. I'm just Joe. I'm just Jane. You know, what can I connect with those people? And the truth of the matter is that stuff pushes the boundaries. Here's what the body can do. Here's what the mind can do. And then ultimately, what I love about what you do, and it's kind of what we do in coaching tens of thousands of people in business, is bring it all together so that the average Joe and the average Jane, who we are both that, can perform extraordinary high levels by learning from these people. And so I want to dive in, get a little nitty gritty here for a second. You know, me and the staff, we won't have someone on without reading the book, going into the content, really knowing what you're about, because we want to know where the goods are. And, you know, you kept talking today about performers, performers. There are four pillars of performance. You talked about it. You briefly alluded to it. I'd love you to take a minute and go through these four pillars because this is where the average ordinary person can have the exact same application as a world-class athlete, a world-class Olympian, a world-class NFL player, that we can be world-class in our space and be the best version of ourselves. And I'd just love you to talk on mindset, nutrition, movement, and recovery for a moment. Yeah, Brian, I mean, you just hit it on the head. With all of our research and all the things we do, 
what you start to realize is one, there is no just or average anyone. It's mm. igniting the hero. It's igniting the superpower that you were born with. And we have to help you find that. And then that gives you your purpose and sets your intent. Now from that, then you need a great game plan that's customized to you at this point in time you're at to build the confidence and the courage. And I know you love this to win the daily process. Mm-hmm. It's thought that goes to your head going through this kind of chaos every day is game day. And then yep. the last thought that goes to your head at night. And what you start to realize is the four strands of high performing DNA. And you just listed it's all of us, regardless of what we choose our purpose to be mindset. Number one, and most importantly, mm. well, it's not just cognitive function, but that's part of it. It really is about our understanding, our intent, our behavioral upgrading and our desire to continuously improve and mm-hmm. our reflection like that drives our creativity that drives this wonderful capacity but that relies on your ability to fuel that from the inside out with a great intake Mm -hmm. and then you also have to move for that great cognitive function that great behavioral health that drives from movement and how we move and the quality of our movement patterns and the cleanliness of kind of this whole your brain is a neurological system we can help drive from the bottom up and the top down and last the absolute limiting factor to performance in all of us is our ability to recover Mm -hmm. day to day, month to month and year to year. And so what are our recovery strategies and get them super simple. And how do we do that on a daily basis and win that process and keep refreshing it right all the way through um, as we continue to evolve? You bet. And I'm going to delve in a little bit more on some of these things because I know where some of the challenges are personally, but I also know where some of the challenges are through our coaches and what we hear. You know, it's interesting. It was in 1992. I was on stage up in Seattle mm-hmm. and I coined the phrase of what I did every day was called win the day. Yes. And I had this little thing for myself called win the day. People were asking about it. And a couple of years later, we had someone from Nike, their spouse came to the event and they said, oh, and I had this win the day formula, win the day formula. He took it back to University of Oregon. Next thing you know, this thing becomes a poster. What happened was Nike turned it into a brand and then tried to <laughs> sue me for using it. And I go, ah, I've been using this a lot longer than you guys. Feel free to use it, boys. Yeah. But I have actually created this thing. And it was this whole dynamic of winning the day. It beats through the overwhelm. You know, if somebody's 300 pounds and needs to lose 100 pounds and they're at an event of mine, they'll write a goal. I want to run marathons, and lose 100 pounds. And typically, they're shot day one because they've set too extreme a dynamic as opposed to, hey, day one, could I drink water instead of soda? You know, could I go for a walk? You know, those kinds of things. Mindset, as you talked about, unleashing this superpower. And, And when you're down and when you're beat up and when you're negative and all this political division and all this stuff going on, it's easy to forget that, hey, we have been endowed by our creator with gifts. And my gifts are different than yours, Mark, although we're kind of similar people. But at the end of the day, we all have different gifts. And you said set up intent, have the game plan, and then the daily process. The second thing you touched on is nutrition. And one of the things I find in trying to help people operate like corporate athletes in my own nature is that I get disconnected from food being a fuel to food being a pleasure source. Yes. And the more food becomes a pleasure source, it seems to be the more disconnected I become from the fact that it's actual fuel. Yes. And that I can have the greatest mindset in the world, but if I'm eating the crap and just eating the stuff that brings me comfort, the next thing that's going to happen is movement. And it can invalidate the movement or makes the movement poor, makes the movement sluggish. And I want to say this, it's not some giant conspiracy, 
But when you eat in America on a regular basis every day, you go to lunch and they go, would you like dessert? And I remember coming from Ireland going, dessert? <laughs> I remember seeing breakfast. You know, it's like, oh, we have pancakes and syrup for breakfast. Like, that's dessert. Yes. You know, what used to be Thanksgiving dinner as a treat. You know, I always remember Easter was big in Ireland. You'd have 40 days of Lent and then a big Easter dinner. Yeah. Well, you can have the Easter dinner every day now without Lent. <laughs> and so what happens is the nutrition piece, yeah. without getting too preachy on this, when I disconnect that the nutrition is the fuel, I take great care of my cars. The fluids are good. I always get it serviced. The brakes are good. The tires are good. But can you speak to a little bit of this performance? I don't care how talented an athlete they are. When someone has the bad nutrition, how the fuel robs the performance. Yeah, I mean, I think it's actually very much a red thread that you are fueling your body and not just for below the neck and body composition and the rest, but really for your cognitive function as well. Mm. I think one of the things that reinforces what you just stated, Brian, is we know now, and at Exos, we've had this 500-page plus or minus white paper about mindset, nutrition, movement, recovery, not being four pillars, but seamlessly integrating those to the strands of your DNA. And we know now that Mm. your gut health will actually drive your cognitive function and your gut health and serotonin will drive cognitive function. So you look at all these things that needs to work together. Nutrition is the single trip up that gets most people in an inflamed state, oftentimes low energy. Um, And once you start to have those elements, then it's really hard to do the rest of your above the neck, right? Like staying focused, winning the process because you lose right? Your self-discipline, you kind of lose your focus. And so all these things, fuel is critical. Mm-hmm. Keep it super simple, right? Low to the ground, like eat a rainbow often, less legs, the better. <laughs> if you keep it that simple, it will drastically change your entire performance. But I will go back to one of your key themes, alignment. Mm-hmm. Great quality nutrition that fuels your goals, that fuels your intent can also be both delicious and nutritious. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that we broke through 15 years ago with our own in-house culinary, what we've done food services, and even in strategy around for the largest corporations, how do we improve food qualities mm-hmm. and availability of positive snacking and habits and hydration for all of our people inside our corporate teams. And that's, mm-hmm. Brian, at the end of it, this game planning, individualizing it to an end of one is what we've done well at scale. Mm-hmm. And that's really where kind of this exos fit, you know, what we've done with our app through COVID, the number of virtual visits, linking this kind of digital experience of physical, digital, the coaching, which you and I are both passionate about mm-hmm. and bringing it to people to get this stuff dialed in. And then people, they really are looking to win the process, mm-hmm. which then builds confidence, then turns into courage. And you've unlocked more people in this respective industry than anyone to go on and just do great things. But it can start with something winnable of what passes your lips. Let's say you have a top flight athlete who hasn't quite gotten the message yet. In fact, it was interesting. I just read the Patriots new quarterback. You know, he comes in and here's Tom Brady, who's elongated his career and is still performing in his mid forties, which no one ever thought about. And the young quarterback comes in and he was big man on campus. He became a first round draft choice. And now he's turned up, he's 20 pounds leaner. The penny kind of dropped for him that nutrition was somehow connected to his performance. If you had someone who's a super talented guy or gal with super bad nutrition, how would you help adjust their mindset to getting into that nutrition game? Yeah, first, it was a great story on Mac. Um, Yeah. 
with the Patriots. And listen, with those, with these kind of extreme ends of both things, number one thing we do, we clean up their nutrition pre, during, and post-workout, and then Chef Jay and like all the different things that we do for the culinary aspect. Mm-hmm. And again, delicious, nutritious. And I say that with sometime a bit of child psychology of it's, if it's not good, we aren't going to have the engagement. Yeah. And so then you can't drive to the outcome around nutrition. The number one thing that I would do goes back to your earlier point. You want to change how you fuel. The information is out there, like what we do with our Exos Fit app and in a much more intense level, like the Exos Perform. Mm-hmm. The number one thing is right here, like, what am I fueling for? And when I start to think that I have to like, you know, kind of prepare for it, fuel for it, move for it, rest for it, that it's statement to Brian at this point in chapter in his life, or this person that wants to be better nutritionally, that behavioral motivation is what's going to drive this nutritional evolution. And once you start to understand how simple that is and how dramatic uh, a change it has on your cognitive performance, as well as what you see in the mirror, outside in, inside out. It's like, all right, now we're going somewhere. So we love to engage around nutrition. And that's why we love to, when we talk about digital, right? Half physical and digital and how we look right. coaching, plus using some of these digital elements to upgrade your skill sets. Because you coach, your organization has coached more people, you know it works. But when you know it works, you realize that, first of all, I need to be heard. What's important to me? I need to make sure that I center that game plan around that purpose and everything we do drives toward it, but there needs to be accountability. Accountability has helped when you bring a community together of like-minded people like this podcast. And then once you have that, it starts to really drive more of this. We can do more together than I can do by myself. And that becomes a very gamified, fun place to intersect with this wonderful, you know, team of like-minded people with coaches and then ultimately yep. held accountable with this kind of scoreboard. And that's really what we do with the Exos Fit and Exos Perform and everything. That's great. And people realize they're not alone, right? And that frustrations aren't alone. And so you get this mindset. You just hit a, a home run there with the, what am I fueling for? Yeah. You know, the, the, the truth of the matter is if I'm eating to feel better, then that's what the goal is. Yes. I'm just trying to feel better, but we ultimately know I'm not going to feel very good at all. <laughs> so, right. And so what am I fueling for? What's the mindset? Then it's the nutrition. You talked about movement, the quality of movement. I think that's a fantastic statement. Just speak to that for a second, if you can. What does quality movement mean to you? Yeah, Brian, really comes down, especially in America, and I know you're a global citizen. We're also a global company. Um, Movement in this country means that more is better. And Mm. I feel like I have to go from wanting to lose that 100 pounds to run the marathon. Or you say, like, movement should just be part of your daily life. Mm -hmm. And movement quality... Movement quality means the quality of how I move, like the quality of my thought is equally as important. If people have a lot of compensatory movement patterns, they don't move well, they have low back pain or knee pain, that dysfunction starts to affect both cognitively and the inflammation state, and it's a perpetuating deficit spending element. Mm. So when we talk about movement quality, it's taking the time to appreciate your movement, going across, essentially, can I get in the same positions, maybe as some of the young kids that you either have in your family now or that, you know, your nieces and nephews, relook at those movement patterns. Can I do that stuff? Well, positions, then do I pattern it really well? Things you might see in yoga or things I might see in kind of really nice movement planning through resistance training or others. Mm. And then after that, can I add some power to it? Because quality aging and no different than business is 
how effective can I be per unit time? Mm-hmm. If I can do that, it's also going to make sure that I don't just have great lifespan, right? I have great health span. And right. at Exos, we're passionate about creating play span. Yeah. So it's like your your family, Brian, you better you better continue to stay on it because they're not <laughs> going to be slowed up. And I think yep. that's what we love to unlock with movement quality. It doesn't yeah. have to be more. It should be better. And it's the simple things that you already love to do. We have Exos methodology, programming, game plans. But if you love Peloton, great. You love yoga, great. Pilates, great. What do you love? And let's right. build that into your game plan. Let's not change it. Let's just embrace and elevate. Right. I don't need to be eight hours a day. Right. No. I mean, that's, less that's uh, you know, yeah, less is more. Listen, it's all a, a budget that we have with energy per day to invest yeah. in self that I'm better able to invest in others. And that's really these kind of apps and game plans that we're driving toward. Well, I would think the greatest uh, movement change I've made uh, for myself in the last six months or so has been I've dialed up my nutrition game. Good. Uh, I've intensified the quality of the movement. But I've also done something that I've been weak at for years, which is recovery as a strategy. Sure. And now I've built in the recovery times. When I do an event, I'd come off the road and, you know, doing public speaking and traveling, thousands of people. I used to go right into meetings the next day and I couldn't understand why at the end of the week, I'm on the weekend, I'm eating bad and not exercising. I had an event here in San Diego, it was three days, and I finished on stage at five o'clock and at 5.15, I was laying down in the massage uh, table, you know? Perfect. Talk a little bit about these recovery strategies and how you seem to be a huge part of people's success. Yeah. Well, I think that's part of what we really try to link people to. It's a great example. Like even within our corporate work, this ExosFit app, I can automatically pull up and say, what's available to me right now that I can Mm -hmm. go attend? And maybe in a restorative element, it's a class solely focused on breathing, Mm -hmm. changing and and upregulating or downregulating in that case, your autonomic Mm -hmm. nervous system to more rest and digest being, you know, fight or flight. But it can also be things like, oh, there's a yoga class rest, or I can do some virtual elements of it. But most importantly is, do you have, again, training is building skill sets for sustainable high performance. You've thought about your game plan. You walked off the stage, you hydrated, probably got a little bit of fuel, and then you try to bring immediately down right? Your whole body and your whole system. Because from the minute you walk off that stage to the minute that you have to show up again to what's important to you. Now, a lot of these people on this podcast are going to say, oh, my next professional event, that was going to be Monday morning in this case. No, I'm talking about that window. And if that's what your purpose is, then you might have a two and a half day window. That is your recovery window. The more that you can recover in per unit time in that window will give you your effectiveness for Monday and the rest of the week, cumulative over the year. But I would also challenge this group to say, no, my next interaction is how do I want to show up in front of my family? Yes. So that's going to be like, I'm going to hydrate. I got a quick fuel. I'm going to do some soft tissue, either through a therapist or some self-massage or the rest. I'm going to follow up by some breathing. I'm going to reset my intent and focus about how I want to show up next. And then also I'm going to focus in on my sleep and sleep hygiene for that night, regardless of global travel or not. I follow this ritual every time I go to bed, biomechanically, biochemically, behaviorally, like it's those strategies that you can build and own and they will unlock and sustain your superpower. That's amazing. Great stuff and so true. And I'm living it myself. In fact, I'll give one little anecdote because I always, I'm a perpetual guy. Like I say, I come home, I got this Olympic athlete wife, six kids, a couple of grandkids, all kinds of businesses, 
we got seven horses and a partridge and a pear tree. So I'll come home and it's like, we have this and this and this and this. And sometimes my home life is more complex and busy than my business world. Yep. I'll go, hun, let me get a bottle of water and a 20 minute nap. Now, even if I don't nap, I'll actually lay down, try to close my eyes or sometimes do a little breathing, but it gives me that break. And now I can actually function. And what my bride has seen is the quality of the interactions improved. So she's all bored. She goes, I like the post-nap Brian. Yes. The post-nap Brian as opposed to the Superman. No. The Superman Brian, that guy gets burned out regularly. So. I absolutely love that. And I think that's why I go back to setting intent. And mm-hmm. also, again, greatness is a team sport. Yeah. And for your team to know, here's, I want your feedback all the time. But let me also say, here are the strategies that I've developed and that I might need. And I might summarize that by walking in that once you break the threshold, that you know that, all right, when I break that threshold, I'm going to go in and give your beautiful wife a kiss on the cheek. Everything goes much better after that. And then from there, she knows he's going to hydrate. He's going to go 20 minute nap, whether you yep. can or not, but I challenge everybody. That's a skill set that I respect in you yeah. that everybody needs to develop. And then you're back up, you're reset, refocused mm-hmm. and present. And that, I think, is what we've learned through COVID. You have to create your own thresholds, your own boundaries, mm-hmm. and what's now a completely integrated life. This is the essence of what you teach and what we teach. Mm-hmm. These are ownable skill sets that you need to harden from the inside out to own you, to own the best you, to own the ability to do that for longer and keep showing up in a great way to build something very special like you have and what you're sharing with The Good Life. That's great. It's very exciting as we're talking here, you're releasing a brand new program and it's called Perform the Game Changer. And it's a suite of new growth courses for leaders and corporate teams. I'd just love you to take a few minutes. I think for people with teams and businesses, this is a super opportunity. I'd love you to share about it. Yeah, and I I have some stats with it too, but here's, let me fly up. So the number one thing is Exos has supported performers. That's all we've ever done. And we seek to find the person living inside each performer to truly find their intrinsic motivators. Not that I want to make more money, not that I want to run a faster 40, that stuff. Why are you here? What's going to build this good life? Mm-hmm. So we've done that. We scaled that. We have the Exos Fit, which is an app that really optimizes what's available to the large populations in our corporations. And just as an example, what we learned over this COVID period where we were developing these types of platforms, one is we saw over 400,000 people. We did over a million, um, what did we do? A million virtual workouts and over 5 million one-on-one interactions Hmm. virtually. So we took that learning along with this 20 years of Exos kind of goodness and supporting performers And that really kind of set the foundation for this Exos fit. Let's do these simple things really well. Now, Exos Perform is a performance program. And in our early feedback, it's think more like it's it's a hyper-focus, it's time-bound. I have six weeks. And it is to help develop some of these leadership skills from the inside Mm -hmm. out that's going to allow you to own these skill sets to sustainable high performance. Solid. Beta testing, we had over 80% of the participants saw improvements in the drive and creativity, two things that you Mm -hmm. preach a lot to be successful. Mm -hmm. We have 75% um, improving in courage, which we know it takes a lot of courage sometimes to go ask for new accounts or to just step up every day and grit. And then the last one is really like 90% effectively remove their barriers from success, meaning one of the biggest things to success that you just talked about was removing the friction to you getting there. 
And that's yeah. why having good systems. And so really it's like, listen, it's mind body. You're talking about how we're doing this mind body training. It's about developing this with support. You have world-class coaches and not just, it's like having the Brian's and the Mark's and different areas of expertise on your support team. Hmm. The other one is you do have a team of, I don't know, eight other Brian's and Mark's hanging out together doing these challenges over the six weeks to build our skill sets and then sharing what we've learned from that plus your perspectives. And it's like good on good makes great. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, the last thing is we talk about it being fidgetal and fidgetal, meaning that like when we start talking about week one is drive, week two is courage and how we start to build on some of these parts. Week three is then developing your curiosity. Mm. Four is your creativity. Five is your grit. You know, and six is like, you've built some new muscles here, some new skill sets. What's next? Mm. And as an example, this is where we'll be doing small, short lesson plans that you own. They don't, you can build them into a normal day. It's not asking you to do more. But when you get to it, then it's going to be also like, hey, Brian, today's thing on our, you know, courage and grit is you're going to get in a stressful situation and we're going to use an ice bath. And we're going to ask you to use a few of these skill sets with your breathing, Mm. your focus, kind of that confidence and courage to get in, remain calm in a stressful situation. How am I going to use my skill sets to stay there and then start to manage stress and still have some objectives to achieve while you're there? That sounds pretty familiar to what happens when we train some of the best special operators. They're applying their skill sets in special operations. You start to focus your skill sets when you walk on the stage in Seattle in front of all those people. Mm-hmm. It's how we define purpose, how we define performance. But that's where this exos perform. It's it's unbelievable for performers to come together and then have structure. I mean, it just, it brings out the goodness of actually the greatness is a team sport. And we yeah. show up way better that way. That's great. So there's a program, there's support, and then there's people on the community together. If someone wants to find out more about that, Mark, where do they go? Yeah, not always teamexos.com. Okay, teamexos.com. That's great. Well, Mark, we've had a fabulous time, and I know this won't be our last go around. You've got so much to offer in the area of helping people perform. And at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. I agree. I mean, the reason I do this show is to help people think better so they can feel better, so they can do better. It's all about performance. But we have five questions we ask everybody the first time they're on the show, and Uh-oh. I'm sure you'll be on many times in the future. And I just want to kind of rapid fire questions, gives people a little different take on who you are, how you function and creates a little more bond. So what's the first thing I have for you is what's the single best piece of advice you've ever received? Set intent first thing in the morning. Mm. Where'd you get that? Oh, probably from my one of my many mentors and coaches. The second one on that would probably be with this focus on simple things done savagely well. Mm. And I think that just gets to just stay in focused and continuous improvement. I love that. Focus on simple things done savagely well. Boy, that sounds very good. Sounds like a patent type statement. <laughs> That's good. All right. What's the one talent or gift you wish you possessed that you currently don't? Mm. Patience. Ah, working on that one, my friend. Working on that. Love is patient. That's the key. What book has been most instrumental in your life? Where the red fern grows, where the red wow. fern grows. And it gets into entrepreneurialism, but it actually gets into long-term gratitude, grit, and um, a lot of life lessons in there. Wow. Sounds awesome. 
okay, you're flipping through the channels. What's the movie you stop and watch over and over again? No matter what, when it's on, you'll even watch a piece of it. Oh, yeah. Well, I have to probably go like Braveheart, Gladiator, and just because <laughs> it's relevant, you know, over the summer period, Top Gun. There it is. Oh, my bride's favorite. My bride's yes. favorite. In fact, my youngest daughter has her boyfriend in town. He's a 6'9 basketball player, and he's never watched Top Gun. And we're going to watch Top Gun, the movie, and I told him, I said, hey, you better watch the old one, and no matter what you think, you better tell Mrs. B you loved it. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise you'll be out. <laughs> One of my passions, I love to fly. Um, yeah. Him and I do great. a bunch. And then uh, we also fly on the Amphibs. It's a 10 seat turbine high wing, lands in 1,000 feet, takes off 1,000 feet adventure gear. But I'm always happy that I'm taking it off the water. So, yeah. Fun. Beautiful. Last but not least, uh, this show is called It's a Good Life. I'd love to know what the good life means to you, Mark Vestasian. Mm, a purpose driven life, um, surrounded by those that I'm passionate about. In summary, be, I have to be able to roll down on my mountain bike and say, I love my life and I love my wife. And from there, um, all things happen pretty well. You bet. Well, you're doing a lot of things pretty well and you've been doing it for a long time. You got great energy. You're a young at heart, fired up guy, and you've inspired many, many people. And then you've systemized it. So you've been able to be a, not only a pebble on a pond, but a pebble on multiple ponds, thousands of ponds. And uh, those ripples keep going. And you're my kind of guy. We're, we're kind of brothers from a different mother. I really appreciate who you are and what you do and that you want to do it with balance. You want to help people perform, but you want them to perform so that they are the best version of themselves, living the best life they can with the best health. And then that shows up in their business and career. And I uh, can't thank you enough. Appreciate you. Congratulations on all your success with Exos. And for those who are listening, Team Exos, E-X-O-S. You want to check that out. There's a lot of cool stuff that can help you perform. Mark, thanks for being our guest on the show today. I really appreciate it. And Brian, thank you for all your leadership and everything you've done as well. And um, let's just keep recruiting more great people. I will. And it's a good life. And with that said, I'm going to talk to a high performer myself. She's an Irish lass. She's 91 years of age. Yes. And she's been the wind between my wings for a long time. Mark, she's going to leave us today with a little Irish blessing and the same for everyone who's listening in. Over to you, Therese. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time. (laughs) 